if you don't learn about the advantage. What happens? Well, I think you can see the writing on the wall to what happens when you are not aware or understand or know the Holy Spirit's function, purpose, and responsibility inside of each and every one of us. These are Jesus' words. He said it's to your advantage that I go away, and if I don't go away, the helper can't come to you. Now the question I want to ask you is, obviously we know who the helper is, but what is he to help you with? What is the Holy Spirit supposed to help you with, you who is saved and born again? Now, if you're saved and not born again, then I feel for you because you're missing out on the advantage. And missing out on the advantage means you're on the other side of the gate, not having accessibility and proximity to the Father. Jesus said in his words, I am the door, I am the gate. No one can come to the Father unless they go through me. You can't go through Jesus unless you are saved and born again. So without the power of the Holy Spirit connected in you, possessing your heart, you can't go through Jesus Christ. And without going through Jesus Christ, you can't go to our Heavenly Father, to which why Jesus came to earth in the first place, to redeem all of us to the Heavenly Father. So we know that there is a lawless one and his fallen angels who are with him. And these are ranks of the angels. And then the rankings of the angels, there are orders, principalities that we have to deal with and powers. And we have to deal with these ranks of angels, the angelics or, and or the ranks of the spirit realm. And I'm going to break this down to you uh, in your scriptures. So you want to get something to write down I'm going to be all over the place in the scriptures even a scripture that is well known that many of you don't know anything about to which the spirits and the familiar spirits were first placed on the earth realm way back in the generation of Adam and Eve and so it is my claim that many don't understand the distinction of the familiar spirits to Heavenly Father because they are disconnected out of a relationship. Maybe some of you are listening and you are, you're only connected to the Father through your minister, your pastor, at your church or your assembly. And so you don't have a connection for yourself because you're living vicariously through the minister who's giving you the scriptures or praying for you. I know it's going to touch a lot of a lot of cords, a lot of nerves, but I really don't care. I'm about truth and I want to help you with truth. Turning the lights on so that darkness has to flee. And every dark area in our life is a spirit of darkness connected to it. And if you don't want to be exposed, then maybe this is not the right show for you. But if you want to be liberated and you are intentional about your relationship and wanting to know all the things about your Heavenly Father that you can that you can know for yourself through the power of the Holy Spirit, because it's through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit who searches the depths and the knowledge of Father's glory. 
So there's just has to be better questions that we have to answer for ourselves if we are truly followers of the way. Helping you how to discern familiar spirits begins right now. Let's look over into your birthright. From your birthright, I'm, I'm going to give you two examples of duality. And you're going to see in the Old Covenant, two individuals living in the earth realm at the same time they are in the spiritual realm, having a conversation naturally and speaking to the Father. And there is a connection spiritually because they are in a relationship to the Father. Now, we're in a new covenant and your birthright is essential because you're in a, you're in a better covenant that's laid upon the older covenant. So two covenants and we are born upon a better covenant. We are born in a better covenant because of Yeshua HaMashiach, because of Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, Yeshua, our Messiah, our Lord and our Savior, our brother. So making clearer, clear and bringing forth distinctions for you to understand and getting to the meat is going to take some time to dissect. And there are some things that you're going to need to throw away off the table. Some things you have been feeding on that have become spoiled and defiled. And you're so used to the taste, you're so used to what it looks like that if something new comes on your plate, it may not agree with your senses, your natural senses, because you've been used to what's been spoiled and you've been served spoiled food, spoiled milk. Each and every time you have gone to your assemblies, you have been served by your ministers, and I'm not saying all ministers are doing this. What I am saying is there is a distinction between the kingdom of heaven and the power of denominations and religion. There is a massive distinction. One is inferior to the other. Helping you discern familiar spirits. Let's get after it. We're going to look at your birthright in John chapter 3 verse 3 through 5. You understand what Jesus is saying here that I'm going to give you an example in the old covenant. John 3 through 5. That's chapter 3. Jesus says to Nicodemus, who is a theologian, a scribe of his day, under the high priest, and he's coming to Jesus Christ at the cover of night to ask him important questions surrounding the supernatural miracles that he is seeing Jesus manifest. And so he comes to him and there's this conversation being had. And I'm, I'm bringing this up again because you need to understand your birthright. Your birthright draws you access, and if you're not with the right birthright, if you don't have your birthright, then you're opened up to the fallen angels that are ruling in conjunction to the uh, lawless authority and the inferior authority of Apollyon, better known as Lucifer. So there are fallen angels that you have to understand that were banished, written and recorded in the Old Covenant as part of the testimonies of the Kingdom of Heaven in Isaiah and Ezekiel. These fallen angels fell with Satan. 
Now, the spiritual understanding is going to play with many of your theology if you're not born in a kingdom and don't understand your birthright because your birthright is given to you by Jesus. I'm just going to go for time's sake. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to them, to him, excuse me, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born from above, he is not able to see the kingdom of God. So here's the setup. He is telling them about being born again and explaining to Nicodemus about what it means to be born again, that you must be born from above. Jesus has this conversation. Nicodemus is mind-blowing at what Jesus is saying. So listen to what Jesus says. Nicodemus says to Jesus, How can a man be born when he is an old man? Is he not able to enter into his mother's womb and for the second time and be born? Can he? Question. Jesus answers, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one, someone is born of water and spirit, he is not able to enter the kingdom of heaven. So he sets it up with being born again and being able to see the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of heaven is the, the location and destination to where Father is upon his throne and Jesus is seated to his right hand of throne. Many brothers and sisters, holy brothers and sisters, give testimony to the position of the kingdom of heaven. Even in your scriptures, Apostle Paul speaks about this in Corinth. Even John, giving us revelation, speaks about this as well. And I'm able to share in in small set sections of my fellowships in different meetings, depending on where I'm at in the, in, in the, the region, or even in a church. I don't have a problem sharing my witness and my testimonies of, of heaven. But saying that, you have to understand that Jesus is talking about being born again. And he says, being born from above, you cannot see. Unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you're born of water and of spirit, the Holy Spirit, baptized by the Holy Spirit, then you cannot even enter. Now that's for another conversation about when you can even enter heaven. Because Jesus says a lot about that too. Now, I wanted to give you some uh, background to individuals and familiar spirits and being connected so you have a birth your birthright your birthright draws you into your heavenly father and when you're drawn into your heavenly father you you become acquainted with his nuance how he how he speaks how he manifests be to you by the power of his spirit so let's before we go back into the Old Covenant, I want to bring you over to John chapter 16 because this is why it's important that you accept the challenge and, it, and take the challenge. Understanding the function and purposes and responsibility to the Holy Spirit opens you up to exactly what you can do in connection with the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, what He's able to do in duality for you and also to the world and in John 16 let's go to verse um, let me see if I can spin up here a little bit faster John 16 he begins to bring Jesus begins to bring information about the Holy Spirit 
have function, purpose, and responsibility. It's a great chapter that you want to begin to deconstruct if you don't understand the Holy Spirit who's inside of you. Jesus says in verse 7, um, but I have I have to tell you the truth. It is better for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate, the parakletos, will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. So you skip down to verse 12. And Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but when, but you are not able to bear them. He's talking to his apostles, those disciples. And then he breaks this down about the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak from himself, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Now, our spiritual senses connect to the Holy Spirit. And again, he's the amplification, the clarification, and he is remanded to earth, enabling us to hear from heaven and see into heaven. And seeing into heaven is the presence of the kingdom of heaven. That is the angels, the seven spirits, the gates, the mountain of God, and everything associated to heaven's location where Heavenly Father sits on his throne and Jesus is seated to the right hand of his throne. And that includes the 24 elders, that includes Elijah and Moses, and the cloud of witnesses and the martyrs, the inner courts, the outer courts, every descriptive that was given to us to understand better for those of you who have not entered and encountered him, as he said in Hebrews 4 and 16, come boldly to the throne of grace. We understand by the descriptives in the best way that John could describe what he was seeing at that moment. Paul walked in humility and spoke in third person about himself. Now, the familiar spirits come to you. Well, let me back this up here. There's a gift of discerning the spirits. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, uh, here, I'm going to type this in here. I had it up, but it dropped itself. So I want to bring you here. Um, 12 verse 8, 4 to 1. Okay, let me go back here. Uh, now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit, Holy Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. So the Holy Spirit gives the varieties of gifts. Jesus Christ gives the variety of ministries, and there are the varieties of activities, but the same Heavenly Father, who works all things in all people, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for what is beneficial to all. And then Paul continues by grace to dispense the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now in verse 10, I want you to see, uh, let's go to verse 11. But in all these things, but in all these things, one and the same spirits at work, distributing to them each just as the Holy Spirit wishes. Back in verse 10, on the other end of verse 10, he begins to speak. Now here's your, here's your time to switch to the podcast. He begins to shift to this conversation of, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to the another the distinguishing of spirits, discerning 
distincting between the spirits. And these are gifts that the Holy Spirit releases as he wishes. Now you can, I believe this to be true, that you can ask the Holy Spirit for the discerning of the spirits. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you in discerning of the Holy Spirits. Any help request to the Holy Spirit is he relegated or obligated to help you? It's a very good question. I believe because you are born again, when you ask the help of the Holy Spirit, he's obliged to help the children of God. Now, Radio Night Owls, here is your opportunity to switch on over, and I'll see you on either the YouTube or you can listen in on the podcast channel. Going to break this down a little bit more on the next show right here on Night Moods HDQ. I told you this is going to be good. Make the switch now. I'll talk to you next time right here on Night Moods. Now, the discerning of the gifts. This is going to be good because the setup is I love the beauty of what we do and how we do what we do. You have the extension of the podcast comes off the radio show and we do this for a reason because we can get our listeners to slide over to the podcast much easier now first corinthians chapter 12 i want to share this with you and paul by grace alone is sharing the gifts of the holy spirit and these gifts are distributed distributed as the holy spirit wills to another, this is verse 10, miraculous powers, to another, prophecy, to another, distinguishing of the interpret, excuse me, the distinguishing of spirits, to another, the kinds of, the kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. Now, I want to key on the distinguishing of spirits. The diacrisis is what is known as passing sentencing on or deciding this is discerning this is judging so you have to break free from you are not to be judging because you are to be judging spirits so this comes after your birthright has been given to you so you must be saved and born again i don't care of your argument of what you've been taught in your religious church system but in the kingdom Jesus lays this out so when you're born you're born again you receive your birthright and then the dispensing of the gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, the gifts of ministry as Paul was given to share with them by Jesus and the varieties of the activities by Heavenly Father now how to discern the Holy Spirits you must understand that at the fall of Apollyon, Lucifer, you'll hear me call him by his new covenant name, Apollyon. At the fall of Satan, Apollyon, many angels of God, angels of light, fell with them and became angels of darkness. Apollyon being the angel of darkness who fell. He fell because he was banished because he wanted to extol himself above the throne of a father. 
So at that moment, Father broke him off of the kingdom. Now, what does it have to do with how to discern familiar spirits? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, because this known information that the enemy comes seeking who he can steal, kill, and destroy. Father has possession. He has control of the heart. That's why he places his Holy Spirit in the heart. He doesn't place the Holy Spirit in the mind. Out of the heart, the Holy Spirit fills the body. But the mind, he allows us to have free will. He as he gives us the 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 right to use our mind, but the 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 fallen one has access to manipulate, and this is what he was doing in the three temptations of Jesus. He was working to manipulate and attack and possess Jesus' state of mind and Jesus' mindset. When you understand the temptation of Jesus. So, first position on the foundation of the kingdom is you must be saved and born again, a son and daughter of Abba Father. As a son of Abba Father, a daughter of Abba Father, so when I talk about sonship, I do not diminish our sisters in Christ, period. When you're a son, a daughter, you have position and access and proximity around the throne of God. To relate and get to understand your Heavenly Father, Supreme Sovereign as your Heavenly Father, as Judge of all Judge and King upon His throne, because He's King and He's the Judge and He's also our Heavenly Father on the mountain of God. So when you have access to your Heavenly Father, your relationship out of reverence, you get to relate to Him and He begins to speak to you as Heavenly Father. And He speaks to you as a son and a daughter. And the amplifier, the Holy Spirit, this is beautiful, the Holy Spirit amplifies sound in heaven and he's remanded to earth to our advantage to do so. He's remanded to amplify everything he hears from heaven for our benefit. John chapter 16 verse, let me go here, I, again I'm using Logos Bible software so when I switch out, if I don't say what I'm looking at, I, I kind of lose the scripture here but I, I use Logos Bible software and I'm going to be jumping into a special scripture out of the re rejected scriptures because I want to under get you to understand how familiar familiar spirits work but I use Logos Bible software you can use Logos Bible software if it's your first time I want you to go down hit the link and you'll get a discount if it's your first time as a Logos Bible software user on series 9 you'll get a nice low discount you're not paying any extra you're just getting a discount. It helps us create more content. Helps us with the mission of Night Moods HDQ without 
having to ask you every day, hey, support us financially. What I want you to do, if, if you are a student of the Bible, a student of the history of the Bible, a student of the kingdom, and that's all the scriptures, all the Bibles, translations, the historical books, um, Logos Bible software is awesome. And I've been using this software, well, this will be year 11. And I use it for my studies. I teach out of my Greek and Hebrew study Bible. I teach out of my Tanakh. And uh, we open up all the Bibles, including what I'm going to be sharing out of the lost and rejected scriptures to get you to understand. Um, and this local Bible software, I want you to get your own copy. You will not regret it. It will help you to un open up and unlock different understandings to the historical records, the testimonies, and different um, theologians, how like the, the Schofield Reference Bible. I'm looking at the commentary on the Holy Bible. Um, I like the Schofield Bible. I'm looking at the Lexham English Bible and switching over out of the HCBC Bible. So there's different Bibles that I use. I use it through Logos Bible Software and you can get your copy today. Saying all that to say, now we're going to get into the, the nits and grits of what we're doing here. And I switched over to the, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is the HCSB. Um, where am I at? John chapter 16. Let's go to John 16. And I want you to understand how important the function, responsibility, and purpose of the Holy Spirit is for you. And as a child of God, you ought to be cooperating with the Holy Spirit because he is amplifying the kingdom of light. So when the Holy Spirit amplifies the sound and what he sees, it's like turning on your TV to see the different channels. Now you can have the television, the television is off and the television is black. You won't see the channels, nor will you see the sound. But it's not until you turn, pop the power on your, your flat screen or your telephone, whatever, however you watch television, un, until you pop it on, then you get the presentation inside the tube and the sound. So the Holy Spirit is remanded to our advantage and he is the amplification, the amplifiers, so that we can hear and see heaven. So whenever Father speaks, he speaks through his spirit. Okay? And I'm going to share out of the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, but I want you to get this from Jesus himself. And I go over this every, almost every episode with you. But I need you to get this, especially with discerning how familiar spirits work. Now, the simple answer to this is understand the complexity of the Holy Spirit. But you have to understand, you have to be in tune to Father's frequency. You're in tune to Father's frequency, excuse me, through your connection, your cooperation to the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, and your proximity to hear when you when you see, because Jesus said this, no one can come to the Father. So you have to understand that Jesus came to earth to redeem you, yes. But he came to return first position, the kingdom of heaven to earth. That Adam lost. Adam lost dominion and administration in the garden east of Eden. This was the initial foundation of Father's kingdom that he wanted and requested Adam to work in. That was altered. And so now you have the records of history 
and the testimony through the prophets major and minor, Moshe, Moses, four different covenants, and then in the beginning of creation, turmoil happened in a matter of time. Lucifer and the fallen angels with them became dark angels, demonic angels, fallen angels in the sense that they were cast out of heaven. They understand heaven, language, culture, and because here on earth many don't understand the culture and the language of heaven because many on earth are saved but not born again, not engaging, encountering, and experiencing the kingdom of heaven because they don't have the birthright. And the birthright is given to you in John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. So, to give you a simplistic answer would mean I would have to hand feed you one plate at a time. So, what I'm doing, I'm clearing the table a little bit. And we are rearranging so that you can get a full measure, a full heap of meat. This is the meat. This is the learning of how you can discern familiar spirits. It comes to relationship for one. You have to be in cooperation with the Holy Spirit for two. Three, there is a spirit of distinction, distinguishing Holy Spirits, judging the spirits, because we are supposed to judge the spirits. This is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Now, you can ask for this gift if you don't have this gift. The Holy Spirit gives this as He wills. So if you want everything of Heavenly Father to equip you with how to live in this world that is schizophrenic at best, has what it has because there are aspects to the world that are successful, influential, but all of it is limited at best. You can ask the Holy Spirit to give you the gift of discernment of spirits. We all are supposed to discern the spirits. We all will judge spirits. So if you're walking around saying that you aren't supposed to judge mankind, you are supposed to be judging mankind spiritually. Because there's even there is either a governing spirit, which is a power spirit, a ruling spirit, or a principal spirit. Administrating because they come to serve the heirs of salvation. And the same heavenly spirits, there is an inferior demonic spirit associated, tied in connection to Lucifer. So again, they understand the culture, the language, how Father speaks in heaven, but now it's been distorted because they're fallen. They are defiled at best. And because they understand on earth, who is not born again, they can come in and trick state of mind, influence state of mind and mindset. So if you are one who is open to Lucifer, Apollyon, who is seeking who he can kill, steal and destroy. Key thing is, what is he seeking to kill, steal and destroy? The state of mind. He can't have the heart. The heart is Father's Father's possession. We understand this is Father's possession because the Holy Spirit 
possesses the heart and fills the body. And the mind for the born again believer has to come into surrender and submission to the Holy Spirit, the Paracletes, the Paracletos, excuse me, which is the intercessor and the help for us out of heaven. He's remanded, he's the amplification, he's the amplifier of everything from heaven. So breaking that down for you so you get it. John 16. When the Spirit of Truth comes, I'm in verse 13. He will guide you into all truth. These are function, purpose, and responsibilities. He will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will speak whatever he hears. So God will speak into the earth realm through an open portal, a gate, a spiritual portal. So the frequency comes from the throne of grace by his spirit, the Holy Spirit, through the breath of life, the air that we breathe. It's all Heavenly Father. It's all Heavenly Father. So the air that you breathe is the air of Father. Back to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears. So the Holy Spirit will speak whatever he hears. When Father is speaking to us, he's speaking through his spirit and your spiritual senses, which are the same natural senses, they're just the heightened, the heightened state of the sense, the sensories. They are the state past natural logic of where the limited natural senses end is where your spiritual senses begin. It all happens internally. Okay? Every one of your spiritual senses happens internally. It's the Holy Spirit going around your body and fine-tuning what you see, what you hear, your taste buds, your, your, your sensitivity to touch and smell. This happens in, internally. Again, this is connection to the Holy Spirit through our Savior back to the Father. So everything, this is like a, a massive kingdom cycle and the Holy Spirit is the conduit in the cycle. Now, I'll give you some examples here to how to discern familiar spirits. I want to first share with you Old Covenant so that, let me go back here. I want to share with you Old Covenant. Isaiah. Do I want to go to Isaiah? No, I want to, I want to go to... This is really kind of cool. Oh, did it lose it? It did lose it. Well, that's okay. We're going to go in Nehemiah chapter 1. Let me go in Nehemiah chapter 1. We lost it again, so I'm switching over in logos here. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 2. How about this? It happened in the month of Nisan in the 20th year of Artaxerxes. King Artaxerxes, when wine was before the king, Nehemiah is talking in first person. I carried the wine and gave it to the king. And I never... I had never been sad before, before the king. Listen carefully what happens here. So the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? He's asking Nehemiah a question. This is nothing but sadness of the heart. So the king has discerned Nehemiah's countenance. Nehemiah says, and I was very much afraid. And I said to the king, 
May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city of my ancestors burial site is ruined and her gates are consumed by fire? So Nehemiah is seeing his city destroyed. Verse 4, then the king said to me, what is your request? No, Nehemiah is in a natural setting, how you can discern familiar spirits. So before you can discern familiar spirits, you have to discern father spirit. The king said to me, what is my request? So I prayed to the God of heavens. So the king is having a conversation to Nehemiah in real time. Nehemiah says, the king asked Nehemiah, King Artaxerxes says, what is your request? Talking about the city, the fallen city. Nehemiah says, so I prayed to the God of heavens. Then I said to the king, so he is praying spiritually at the same time having a natural conversation being in two places at one time i said to the king if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your presence i ask that you send me to judah and to the city of my ancestors burial sites today i may that i may rebuild it excuse me and so verse six and seven talks about the king asking Nehemiah, how long will your journey be and when will you return? So it pleased the king and he sent me. So in verse 4, you see Nehemiah in two places, a natural setting and a spiritual setting, because he's having a prayer to Heavenly Father. At the same time he's praying to the Heavenly Father, Father releases the cedar and the timber that Nehemiah will need to go rebuild, begin rebuilding the walls and the city. Let's go to um, Job chapter 36. I want you guys to get this. It's wonderful. This is all going to help you how to discern familiar spirits. You first have to understand your connection to Heavenly Father. So in understanding your connection to Heavenly Father, then you'll understand the frequency by which He speaks, and He speaks through His Spirit. His Spirit opens your spiritual senses, which are the same as your natural senses, just heightened. This is beautiful. This is a on. Uh, now, this is a prophet called Elihu, in the Book of Job. So, if I ask people about the Book of Job, they're going to tell you about Job's story. What people don't understand, especially in the Christian Church, the Christian denominations, when what they don't understand is the majesty of our Heavenly Father, and one prophet who was following around Job and Job's friends during the duration of Job's losses, of his depression, of his suicidal tendencies, ideologies. And then in 34, this unknown prophet begins to have a conversation with the fellas. But it's in chapter 36, I want you to understand another example in the recorded records of the Old Covenant of the children of God, sons and daughters of God, who are in one place, the natural setting, and at the same setting, they're in a spiritual setting. This one, Elihu, goes and gets Heavenly Father. Pay attention. Then Elihu continued, because in 34, he begins this, this conversation of wanting to be heard. And he gets kind of starky. But in 36, verse 1, he begins, Then Elihu continues and says, Bear with me a little longer, and I will explain, for I still have something to say on God's behalf. So he's telling him, speaking on God's behalf. He's connected to Heavenly Father. 
Heavenly Father, who is upon his throne as king. And I will bring my knowledge from far away. He's having a, a natural conversation and begins to inform them, I'm going to a greater distance to go get some knowledge to bring before you. And I will ascribe righteousness to my maker, to my creator. For, my, for truly my words are not falsehood, and one who has perfect knowledge is with you. Now, verse 3 and verse 4, there's been a massive debate out of the theological settings of Christian universities of what he's talking about here. But spiritually speaking, he has a natural conversation and his spirit goes to bring back Heavenly Father at verse 4. For truly my words are not false to you. He is connected in the realm of the spirit to Heavenly Father because the baptism of the Holy Spirit has not occurred in the Old Covenant. But there have been instances and moments that Heavenly Father placed his spirit in said men. Verse 5, look, God is mighty, but does not despise anyone. So now he begins his statement of reconciling and describing Heavenly Father. Verse 3, I will bring my knowledge from far away, and I will ascribe righteousness to my maker. For truly my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. So Elihu is speaking on God's behalf, having perfect knowledge of God. He goes and to a great distance, spiritually, before the throne, brings Father back into the setting, and then you have chapter 38, this lofty chapter when Father is giving it to Job. So Father is watching Elihu bring forth the presentation of his majesty. The boys, Job, and his two friends, aren't seeing spiritually Heavenly Father because they're disconnected, and the one who's connected to the Heavenly Father is having a conversation, goes to the throne in the realm of the spirit spiritually and brings forth the glory of father who begins speaking out of his glory right behind Elihu in chapter 38. Fascinating. Thoroughly fascinating. So your discerning of familiar spirits, you have to understand the evil one considers every saved as dumb sheep. They understand that the saved aren't born again so that they can now go to the saved state of mind and mindset and those who are weak in the state of mind and mindset not connected in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, powered up, possessed in their heart. Now they will attempt to bring war against the righteous. Make no mistake about that. But you have to understand that many don't discern familiar spirits because they are sensing out of their state of mind and their mindset, which is an emotional sense of a spiritual nature. And they're not using their spiritual senses to discern the spirit of truth from the spirit of darkness in the frequency to which the spirit of darkness speaks. There's a lot said there. So what I'm saying is this. The disconnection and, and, the, and the saved who aren't born again are open for the activation, the manifestation, the trickery, the wickedness of the fallen one and his fallen angels who are principalities, who are, have, are principal spirits, who are ruling spirits, 
and power spirits. Now, let's jump over to Ephesians chapter 6 so that you get this. And we're going to keep it moving here. Ephesians chapter 6. Because you have to get this. Paul is talking to the apostolic church. The apostolic church got the kingdom intel into the supernatural. Finally, in verse 10, become strong in the Lord. Become strong in the Lord. Why? And in the power of his strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. He says, become strong in the Lord. Come strong in the Heavenly Father. Because you must understand, Habakkuk chapter 7 verse 2 says, And the knowledge of Father's glory shall fill the earth. The knowledge of Father's glory. You and you and you are supposed to be knowledge carriers. You are supposed to be in, in cooperation with the Holy Spirit who searches the depths of Father's glory. You're supposed to be so in tune to the frequency of the Holy Spirit that you are equipped enough to expand Father's kingdom with the knowledge of his glory spiritually. Paul, by grace alone, is speaking to the apostolic church in Ephesus. They're in Revelations. He tells them spiritual intelligence. He says, finally, become strong in Heavenly Father and in the power of His strength. Why? Put on the full armor of God, comma, so that you may be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. The devil and his fallen angels, the rankings of the powers, principalities, and orders have strategies to rule state of mind and the mindset. They cannot have your heart. Father, Holy Spirit, has the heart. So Father has control of the heart. Why? Because he's the creator of life. And the Holy Spirit possesses what gives us life. And what gives us life is your heart. You take your heart out of your body, you have no life. It cannot beat, push the blood in and around your body. So he, the creator, possesses life. The creator of life possesses life. The mindset and the state of mind, your emotions, is what the enemy desires. The state of mind and the mindset is what the enemy desires. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy so you cannot use critical thinking. You cannot use comprehension to the Holy Spirit and to understand and assess the Holy Spirit, the realms of the Spirit, so that you can be in tune and strong in Father. Now, the fallen angels, every one of these principalities, let's continue in Ephesians here. Your struggle is not against flesh and blood, carnal man. Your struggle is not against your parents. Your struggle is not against your brothers and sisters, your friend, your neighbor that gets on your nerves, your boss that you want to smack, um, your spouse, your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. Your struggle is against spiritual rulers, against spiritual authorities, and against the powers of darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Stop there. Let's go back over to Ephesians chapter 3. Discerning of how to discern familiar spirits. 
so much to, to unpack here, which is really kind of good. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Again, spiritual intel to the apostolic church. You have to understand the scriptures spiritually and not carnally. Chapter 3 of Ephesians, Paul is talking about the mysteries of God here. Now, I'm, I'm going to read um, context, but I'm going to stop and blow this up for you. According to the revelation of the mystery that was made known to me, just as I wrote beforehand in brief, so that you may be able to read to understand my insight into the mysteries of Jesus Christ, that the Gentiles, excuse me, and this is in parentheses, so this was added, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. This is the mystery of Jesus Christ, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and the fellow shares of the promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel, of which Paul became a servant according to the gift of God's grace given to me, according to the working of his power. Then he goes on and says this very peculiar passage. To me, the least of all the saints was given this grace to proclaim the good news of the fathomless riches of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. This is not the, this is not the peculiar part. And to enlighten everyone as to what is the administration of the mysteries hidden from the ages by God who created all things in order that the many-sided wisdom of God might be made known now to the spiritual rulers and the spiritual authorities in heavenly places. I'm stopping there. How to discern familiar spirits because your place here on earth is to do exactly what Paul just said. Your place here on earth is to do exactly what Paul just said. The church, the ecclesia was never meant to be earthbound. Verse 10 of chapter 3, in order that the many-sided wisdom of God, Hebrew, Habakkuk chapter 7 verse 2, the, many, the knowledge of God, the many-sided wisdom of God might be made known now, right now at that moment he wrote this epistle to Ephesians, the, the church of Ephesus, may be known now to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places by the church. So the ecclesia, the church known as the ecclesia, ecclesia is translated as the assembly of the called out ones for father's good use. Verse 10, in order that the many-sided wisdom of God may, might be made known now to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places through the church according to the purpose of the ages which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord in Jesus whom we have our boldness and access and confidence through faith in him familiar spirits understand the culture of heaven Earthbound Christians don't understand the culture of heaven because Jesus said, you have to come through me to get to him. And he who is on the throne is in the kingdom of heaven. 
he places the kingdom of heaven inside of you and then transfers it, calling it the kingdom of God because Holy Spirit is in your heart. This is why many don't discern familiar spirits because they're not connected and or in communication or cooperation to the Holy Spirit. When you understand his function, his purposes, according to Luke's uh, John chapter 16 verses 12 through 14. And these familiar spirits cannot use any temptation greater than the three temptations that Apollyon, Lucifer, used against Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ was face to face according to the records of testimonies in the Gospels. The temptations came to Jesus from his spiritual brother, Lucifer, Apollyon. Fallen angels, hear me correctly, understand the culture of heaven because they were there from the beginning of time until they were thrown out. They understood and had to serve Heavenly Father, look upon Heavenly Father, watch Heavenly Father rule, create the beginning, and they no longer have access to heaven. So now they're using that, no longer having access, being defiled, demonic spirits, and there are three orders, rulers, or powers, principalities, and orders. Three ranks, excuse me, orders, principalities, and, and rulers, powers. So the demonic angels, if you're not in an attack by Apollyon himself, he will send his fallen angels to do his bidding. And they will manipulate the state of mind, or they will attempt to manipulate your state of mind, your mindset, through their strategies. They cannot manipulate your heart, because that's the placement for Heavenly Father's Spirit. So, how you discern the familiar spirits, in simple terms, is in your relation to Heavenly Father, cooperating through the Holy Spirit, being redeemed and born again, saved and born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Outside of this, you're not in righteousness. You're out of order. When you're out of order, you are open season for the kingdom of darkness and the strategies of the adversary of Jesus. Being open to the strategies of L Lucifer of Satan means he can carry out the strategies to corrupt your state of mind and to corrupt your mindset. You're out of frequency to hear Heavenly Father. You're out of frequency to even receive the manifestations of the, 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 the ministering spirits who are sent to render service to the heirs of salvation. So if you're not an heir of salvation, born again, a co-heir, a son and daughter, who is establishing your faith and maturing, if you're not a co-heir and you don't inherit salvation because you're not born again, 
You're saved out of the power of darkness, but you got to be saved into something. He saved you out of an inferior kingdom and transferred you into a heavenly kingdom that you have access to engage, to encounter, and experience. Keyword, experience. But if you never experience the kingdom that Jesus transferred you into because you said whatever you said about being born again, you've not been born again, but you're saved. Then you're outside of the gate looking in and right behind you is a familiar spirit who understands the activities of heaven, the language of heaven, how Father speaks through portals and how he assigns his angels. And they can mimic the angels, the heavenly angels. And because your ears and eyes are dull, your natural senses are dull at best, and your spiritual senses are not even working. You can't judge familiar spirits who are familiar to the ways of heaven and you're not familiar to the ways of heaven. So they have one upon you because you're not living in your advantage as Jesus said. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into this real quick. For a little bit of time we got here. This is out of the records that the four councils took out of all the scrolls, Adam and Eve. I want you to understand how spiritual warfare and familiar spirits integrated and came against Adam and Eve. I'm going to be breaking this down in a different book. I'm in chapter 18. But when the crafty Satan saw that Adam and Eve were going to the garden, he got because when they were banished out of the garden, Adam and Eve wanted to go back in the garden. They couldn't find the garden. So Father placed them in the mountain, but they wanted to come out of the mountain and go and find and locate the garden. Crafty Satan saw that they were going to the garden. He gathered together his host and came in appearance on a cloud intent on deceiving Adam and Eve. But when Adam and Eve saw him in a vision, they thought they were angels of God. Okay? Remember, this is an example of how they are not discerning familiar spirits and Adam and Eve being created man and woman they were not created boy and girl they were created man and woman so spiritually we are spirits and all of us outside of adam and eve because they were created man and woman we are created and jesus included as babies adam and eve were different father created them totally different he established them as man and woman so they thought that they were angels of God come to comfort them about having left the garden or to bring them back again into the garden. And Adam spread his hands before God because he thought Satan was God and begged him to take him and understand what they were. Then Satan, the hater of all that is good, said to Adam, Oh, Adam, I am the angel of the great God. So now he's speaking to Adam. He is speaking to Adam's natural state of mind his state of mind and his mindset speaking to Adam he says to him and how many times have you heard or experienced this I sense God is saying something so God is not sensing anything he speaks to you one-on-one straight up and he speaks to you through the power of the Holy Spirit so in this example, Satan is saying, I am the angel of God and behold the hosts that surround me. God has sent us to take you and bring you to the northern border of the garden, to the shore of the clear sea and bathe you and eve in it and raise you to your former joy that you return to the garden once again. 
Now, many examples are even recorded in the scriptures, but they remove the script, the spiritual understandings of many of the kingdom encounters. I'm going to be going crazy detail on part two. I'm going to take a break, and you're going to see me on the other side of part two.